Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, technology can sometimes be a basically a four-letter word when it comes to how churches feel about it. The truth is, technology is what helps to spread the gospel around the world faster than at any time since the days of Jesus. Amen? I mean, think about this. 200 years ago, if you wanted to go minister in, let's say, Africa, you'd spend years preparing, then travel for a couple months or more, sailing on a ship until you were finally there. You wouldn't just do a weekend revival, get back on the ship and go home. No, you'd spend many months, sometimes years, ministering before you left for home. Then with the invention of steamships, you could cut that travel time to a week or so. Praise God. Now you go over there, spend a few months, come back home, often within the same year. But the steamship made it all possible that you wouldn't have to spend years abroad. With the invention of airplanes and commercial jet travel, you go anywhere in the world just a day or two. Praise God. Minister for a few days, fly back home, maybe even in the same seven-day week. That's what technology has accomplished. Amen. Using technology almost always helps you to spread the gospel faster, more often, and a lot easier than at any time in human history. Computers now allow us to do this easier than ever before, if you know what to do and how to use the technology. Unfortunately, many churches are not as proficient as they should be. Sometimes it's the technology itself. For others, it's the cost factor. For others, it's new and they're afraid of using it. Well, having been in online ministry since 2009, I'm telling you right now, the Lord allowed computer technology to be used in this day and time to help further the accomplishment of the Great Commission faster than ever before. It's not possible to minister, or it is now possible, I should say, to minister around the world anywhere. There's an internet or Wi-Fi or cell phone signal simultaneously while you're sitting behind your computer or preaching from the platform at your church. Amen? Well, what about the cost, Brother Bob? Well, compared to the cost of what it used to be, traveling, hassles, etc., it's very, very cost-efficient. Anyway, to help explain all of this to us, including combating the cost argument, our guest today is here to help you understand how you can become a part of taking the gospel to the world through the use of technology. Amen. Michael Bird has over 20 years of ministry experience spanning both youth and children's Mississippi, uh, children's ministry in Mississippi, Tennessee, Texas, and Oklahoma. He's passionate about children's ministry and about the use of technology to get the word out into all the earth. He's part of Church Apps, which is part of the church, Live Church Solutions, a 501c3 organization that helps churches to utilize technology to be more effective in ministry outreach. Their website is churchapps.org, and it has a lot of great information on there, which we're going to go over today. Church Apps has a number of free and open source solutions to help you with some of the challenges 
that churches face with technology, such as getting a website online, live streaming your services, tracking key information, such as attendance, membership, and giving, understanding that church budgets are often tight and every dollar is attached to the is stretched to the max. They do not want to add to the stress and become a barrier to the church using technology to share the gospel. They want to help you fix it. To explain how all of this is accomplished, help me welcome to the program, Michael Bird. Michael, thank you for taking the time to join us today. I do appreciate your time, brother. Robert, thank you so much. Man, you could not have said that any better. Technology has definitely helped us come a long way. And uh, yeah, from walking all the way to, to going on a jet and flying somewhere to now we can do it behind a computer. But you're right. Uh, a lot of times churches are just, man, we're, we're stuck kind of um, almost maybe stopped around 1990. I, I see a lot of churches. That's that's where the technology stopped. Yeah, because. yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a really good reason for that. Um, and what you touched on is cost. And um, we have a lot of a lot of big churches that uh, start to get that and then they'll make like a, a really nice app that works and something that is helping technology in the church. Um, and then it gets sold to a, a, a bigger company so that they can support the masses. Um, but what happens is that it just costs more and more money. And then it's people are always hesitant to say, uh, let's spend a bunch of money on this piece of technology, not knowing if it will actually work. Right, right. Yeah. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. We figure um, that there is that, well, just in church management software, there's about $800 million being spent every year. Wow. $800 million in church management software. So that's software that is set out just to be able to uh, track attendance and, and all members in a church and giving and things like that. So that $800 million um, probably doesn't even represent, doesn't even get close to the 300 million churches that are out there. There's a lot of churches that are just in the U.S. alone that are just yeah. not using anything. Um, and they're really suffering for it um, because they literally are tracking things on Excel spreadsheet or maybe even just paper, writing things down. Um, and that's obviously not an efficient way to, to run an organization. Oh, and man. so that $800 million, we thought, man, if we could take that $800 million, inject that into ministry um, instead oh, of software, man, that can make a huge difference. And that's kind of what started church apps. Um oh, we, we, we felt like that was a possibility. Um, and I was thinking, I was thinking earlier today, you know, when, when you have someone that's coding out something, so a coder that is making this type of program, really, you want somebody that is going to be passionate about what they do because they're going to go above and beyond. So as someone, you know, that would employ someone, you're, you're really asking them, Hey, would you work 40 hours a week? But really what you're saying is, would you work 80 hours a week to really make this awesome? That's what <laughs> you want. Um, but you don't want to pay for that, uh, you know, extra 40 hours or you can't pay for that extra 40 hours. And anything that is, um, especially in the technology world and probably even back with any kind of invention was was uh, someone that had passion, that was able to continue to work and, and make things happen and, and make it better and better and better. Um, so... When big companies buy tech companies, a lot of that is lost because um, they no longer really have that motivation to do it. And so uh, our coders, and we have several people that code for us on a volunteer basis, hmm. uh, they never lose that passion and they never will. 
um, because they can see what's happening. And that is that churches are taking advantage of this and churches are able to minister better to people and more people are coming to Christ because of the technology that they're producing. And that fires uh, fires them up more than more than anything. And honestly, okay. God has been such a huge part in this because um, if you're really good, the level that I'm talking about with making technology, um, you can make money not be a problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> by coding yeah. something amazing. And that's and that's what's happened to a lot of our coders are guys that um, have just done an amazing job in the corporate world. Um, doing the best um, best possible apps that are available. And then they're like, well, I don't want to retire, but I love Christ. And I want to be able to resource the church so they connect with us. And then, man, the, the yeah. passion that comes behind, if you've seen any of our stuff, it's it's pretty, pretty incredible. I'm not a coder. I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but I sure love using it and I just report all the bugs. That's what I do. Hey, this isn't working. <laughs> Send it to them and they make it happen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, well, give us give, give us your background. Who is Michael Bird? Where do you what, what's your background? Yeah. So uh I grew up in a town called Tyro, Kansas. Tyro, Kansas is in um the right over the border from Oklahoma and southeast Kansas. And basically, this is a town of about 400 people. And the church was about at its height, 11, 1200 people, which was an amazing church to grow up in. My dad um, worked in full time ministry at the church there as a school administrator, first as a children's minister, then the school administrator for 30, I think 35 years. Um, so my whole um, and growing up was there. So I got to see God work in a really cool way where we lived in this tiny town and people came all over to go to church. Um, and from there, I went to Bible college at Ozark Christian College. I spent one year there. And and um, after that, that summer came uh, a church in Christ is called Christ View in South Haven, Mississippi, asked if I would be a youth minister intern, which I was like, I'm all for that. So at 19, or I think 18, I moved to South Haven, Mississippi. They liked what I was doing. They asked me, hey, would you just stay on and be our youth minister? I mean, we can't pay you anything. We can pay you a little bit, but you're going to have to get another job somewhere else <laughs> or be the youth minister. I'm, sure, I'll do that. I mean, it sounds like a great great idea for a 19-year-old. So I worked nights at FedEx, and I was in youth ministry during the day. Um, and then I went to a little college called Mid-South Christian College there in, in Memphis, for a year. And, and it was amazing, amazing year. Um, but during that time, I also met my wife um, and we got married. And um, then I basically took a job in Lexington, Tennessee, so that I could have full-time youth ministry. Full-time youth ministry in Lexington, Tennessee led me into buying my first Macintosh computer. Amen. I wish that I would have just invested in Apple at that point. I'd be a millionaire now, but... <laughs> I, I took out a load and bought a Power Mac G5 because I saw that, man, if we can if we can do some make some videos and do some things here in the church, there's a lot more that we can do. And so I saw saw that and um, bought that Power Mac G5, started kind of learning about technology at that point, really a lot centered around Final Cut Pro um, was at Lexington for four years. And then I moved to um, Katy, Texas. At yeah. Grace Christian Church. The church is now called Current a Christian Church, but I moved there and I did ministry for four years there. So that got me an experience at kind of a bigger church 
and the Houston area. Um, from there, moved to Broken Arrow um, to a, a slightly larger church at the time. And that church had three campuses. And I came on as a children's, basically be the um, uh, over all the campuses at that that in that children's ministry. So built a system to be able to get all of our curriculum out to all the campuses at the same time, because um, multi-campus ministry is really tough when it comes to trying to get everybody together. And so all of this to say, I think God was just preparing me for what I was getting ready to do. Um, there was um, some individuals at that church. Um, I actually had their, their children in children's ministry. They came through my program. And um, after 13 years of being there, um, they came, one of the guys came up to me. He's one of these amazing coders that didn't want to retire and said, Hey, I, I've got this idea. Would you be on board for it? And so that's kind of, we had started live church solutions 10 years before, um, knowing that we just wanted to help churches. And that's when we really shifted into church apps and because he was a developer and God just, this is, this is kind of a path that he showed us how to do. And he obviously had it set up. And was just trying to serve and, and do it and follow what he said. So that's who, that's who Michael Bird is. Amen. That's cool. Amen. Good story. And, and the mission from uh, of Live Church Solutions and church apps is to foster the growth of local churches by offering modern technological solutions, logistical support, educational guidance, mentoring, and spiritual content to churches. And your aim is to ignite a deep love of Jesus, motivating churches to expand their reach and expand their impact. And you do this in several areas. Can you share those areas with us and how you accomplish this? Yeah, absolutely. So the first area um, is I'm going to talk about is lessons.church. So lessons.church is an app of church apps and it's an, it's kind of encompasses what we try to do, which is incredible. So I I'll refer to the capital C church and that's uh, the church as a whole. We're all part of a, a, a worldwide organization. Amen. It's the biggest organization in the world. It's called church. And so this, this capital C church, um, there's a lot of great churches out there, um, in America and across the world, they're making amazing curriculum, um, sometimes just for their church. And one of those churches was in, um, Conroe, Texas called the Ark. They're an amazing church. Um, they had actually been making curriculum for about 10 years. Um, this is children's curriculum for pre-K and also for elementary and they um, basically tried to make a curriculum company. They didn't really work out, but they really, because their heart was, we just want to give it away to churches. But um, our, so, our, our kind of uh, capitalistic society says, hey, if it's free, it's not worth anything. Yeah. And so it wasn't, they weren't able to even do that. And so uh, we approached them and basically said, look, we love the curriculum. Your curriculum is amazing. Uh, I've been in children's ministry for 20 years. It's some of the best curriculum that I've ever seen. Um, and the quality on it is unbelievable. We're talking about millions of dollars spent on curriculum here. And we said, if we were able to distribute this in an amazing, effective way, getting it straight from people who can schedule it onto their TVs, anybody in the world could use it. Would you be willing to give it all to church apps so that we can distribute it to the capital C church. And they're like, that is exactly what God has called us to do. And so that started lessons.church and uh, we did just that. And it is an incredible process. 
If you've ever worked in children's ministry, youth ministry, ran a Sunday school class, you know it takes some time, especially if you want to have a video presentation or slides in a presentation. It takes a lot of time to get that all prepared. Um, a lot of times the problem is uh, these are lay leaders and they don't have the time to get that done. Yeah, And so we solved that problem yep. uh, with my past background of being in the church. Um, basically, I took the work that I was doing at the current church I had from about 15 hours, probably every two weeks, working about 15 hours on curriculum down to about mm, three minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Amen. so Amen. it's really incredible, made everything automated. So that that started Lessons.Church. And uh, from we did such a good job with that after we got Lessons.Church going. I have to say there's another curriculum called High Voltage Curriculum, Brian Dollar. Um, he was the first one to say, yeah, you can put my curriculum on there. And he gave us a bunch of his older curriculum. So High Voltage is a four-cell curriculum that do, does a great job. They actually gave us some of their curriculum so that we could give it to churches that couldn't afford it. Um, and then we had the ARC on there. And then we um, had Ozark Christian College. We contacted them. 1.6 terabytes of college-level professors teaching. Um, to put it in perspective, if you started in your church today, you would have eight years of adult Sunday school classes um, to, to use. And so tons of everything from biblical eldership to love, song of song. I mean, any Ephesians, any topic you can think about, a college professor um, uh, teaching it right there for you. And then we have another one for youth ministry called Four Ministry Resources. This is another uh, parachurch organization that's a nonprofit. They, um, their entire objective is to make incredible youth ministry curriculum and give it to churches for free. That's all they do. And uh, so I'm finding these organizations and like, hey, let's just connect them. And so that's what yeah. Lessons Not Church is. It's a hub to where you can easily get the curriculum scheduled out and onto the TV at church, all the apps, even the iPhone app that you teach it from, it's 100% included. And your church, or if you're an individual that started a home church, we want you to use it today. Just go to Lessons.Church, click, click yeah. register, you're good to go. So and that's then, that's one. Then the next one is Chums. Chums. So Chums is our church management software. That's where kind of all this started, where we said the $800 million. And it is it is just that. By the way, if you sign up for Lessons.Church, Chums, or B1 Church, it is every one of them you signed up for them. So you're good to go at the top where you see your name. You just go to app and you can switch to apps. So Chums is just that church management software. It does everything from managing out all of uh, the people and your church. Um, to tracking attendance. There is a children's check-in service there. So you can download the app on a um, fire tablet and then have a brother printer and it will print the tags for parents when they come in to keep all the kids safe. Um, it really has everything that a modern church management software would have. And like I said, it continues to grow and the passion that we have behind the guys um, the more churches that use it, the more passion they get, the more people jump on board. It, it just continues to grow great. Um, so uh, that's Chums. And then we have B1 Church. So Chums would be everything that you would use as um, uh, someone on staff at a church um, or an organization. Also, Chums includes um, the ability to do online giving. And so we make a wrapper that you can uh, connect a Stripe account to. And it's 100% free. It's uh, uh, basically just drag and drop. 
instructions on how to do that. So you can have your church doing weekly online gifts for ACH or, or debit or credit cards, um, which if you don't, your church needs to, needs to have that option because nobody, um, pretty much anybody under 30 doesn't carry a checkbook or cash. They right. carry a card. And so it's a, it's a deal. Sorry, s- small plug there. And then B1 <laughs> Church. Um, B1 Church is everything outward focused. So you can go to uh, the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can download the B1 Church app. And when you get there, and the, the name is not just a name. It's we should be one church. And that's uh, just the letter B, the number one church. And then you search your church and you just find your church in there if it's been set up. And all the information that your staff wants you to know will be right there, including the lessons, the giving. Um, they can set all that up. B1 Church is also where you set up your website. And so um, websites have evolved. You know this because you've been making websites for a while. Yeah. Uh, we went from straight HTML um, using Dreamweaver and other programs like that to all these programs that you could buy to make kind of on your, and then you upload it to WordPress, right? WordPress was a thing, man. That's the way to go. Well, WordPress, I learned, and we did try this with a lot of churches, um, church staff don't get WordPress. They just don't, they're never going to understand it as much as I wanted them to. They're not going to understand it. So the evolution went to something like Wix. Um, and so you just drag and drop. So instead of, uh, asking churches to pay for something like that, cause that's just another cost. We built it inside B1. And so we have our own proprietary website builder. Um, it'll stand up to, to Wix. You can make just a, as good a site um, and actually better because everything connects yeah. with chunks. And so you're giving and everything's amen. right there. So yeah, amen. Yeah, Keep that's kind of our three facets right there. Amen. Well, I know from dealing with churches that trying to convince them to use online resources to improve their outreach, many are hesitant to do so. You know, I found that it's mainly because they're, basically intimidated by the technology. How are you helping them to overcome their fear of using the technology, which God has allowed to be developed for this day and time in which we live? Absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. Um, and so we, we work hard to make the technology that we have very, very simple um, to use. And so that's one way, but the other way is just, man, sometimes you just want someone to walk you through it. And that's what my wife and I do. My wife's name is Carrie. And if you call any of the numbers on any of our sites, you're going to get one of us and we're going to walk you through how to use that. But I can tell you lessons.church uh, specifically, um, it, that's where we put it into the classroom. And I will say throughout the churches that we've been to, um, and, and this is kind of a, a call out to anybody that's, that's my, my age or younger. Hey, we've got to get in the classrooms. Uh, we've got to be teaching uh, kids, especially guys, jump in there and, and and teach the boys. And you can do it with our curriculum, and it's amazing. But most of our classrooms are full of, um, you know, 70-plus um, women that have just been amazing uh, and teaching the same Sunday school class forever. And they are – the church would not function. The children's ministry would not function without these these ladies. And, and Amen. They're, they are amazing. Uh, I get to talk to, to them as we go to churches. And he, here's what's crazy is uh, a lot of them, uh, despite everything they wanted, they've had to move 
uh, off of a cable TV into an Amazon Fire Stick or <laughs> something like that, right? Um, because TV is just ridiculous now. And so most of them are understanding what an Amazon Fire Stick is. And that's our app. And we Amen. just launched the app. It's running. All you have to do is click a little button to get to the next slide. And so I have 85, I think 87 is the the eldest that has been using it. And we showed them how to do it. And we use it every Sunday. But if there's a problem, we give them our card and that has our number on it. On a Sunday morning, we're ready. If you call, even if the TV's on the wrong input, we'll walk you through getting it back up. Um, and so our support is real. Um, we support on Sunday. Our our tagline uh, really is ministry is complicated. We make it easier. Amen. Amen. I know many churches started to move sort of online during the COVID pandemic shutdown. Several went to Facebook or even YouTube because it was free. Are there limitations or costs that they should know about using those programs, which they may not be aware of? Yeah, for sure. So this is this kind of a complicated uh, subject because uh, we we utilize YouTube, we utilize Facebook, um, we do all these things, and we think that we need to. Um, so if you're putting your service out online, who needs to hear that? Just just Christians? No, we want we want the lost to be able to hear that. Um, and these are great platforms to put them on. Uh, now, the problem with YouTube or, or Facebook, um, you're, you're as a church, you're basically renting a space. So your content is going up there. So um, like your, your podcast, for instance, if YouTube and Facebook were the only place that you put those, you, if they decide to shut you down, you're done. Um, and so the same thing with church content, if we're just putting them on YouTube, we're putting it on Facebook, you're basically renting that space. And at any time, um, you know, the, the rent is not really, you don't have to go pay it, but anybody that goes to watch it, they're paying it and they're paying it by what they call ads. And so nothing is really free. They're seeing these ads and they're, that's how YouTube and pay. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that that there's a place for that stuff. The thing is, a lot of churches have just ditched the idea of having a website. And so what we encourage churches to do is go on to be one church, make an account, make a free website. And then even if you're using YouTube, you can port all those videos straight into the website. So you have them. But even if you're if you're doing that, save a copy of those videos on a hard drive somewhere. Um, that way you have a nice archive. And then if we need to, no matter what it takes, um, we'll make sure that we can get your videos uh, onto your website. And when you go to your website, there's no ads on that website. And so when we direct people, we want them to go to our website. And on Facebook, um, what we do is basically we'll have a, a, a wrapper. We call it a wrapper on the website, which is easy. Um, you basically just drag a block from the Wix type website and drag it right on there. And then uh, when your service starts, then we direct people from Facebook to go to your website. And from your website, they can really connect with you and you can advertise what you want to advertise, um, which is, hey, uh, we need to be a church that's going out, that's fine, that's making disciples, that's making disciples, that's making disciples. And let's let's do that together. And so instead of, hey, you really need to go see this next greatest movie um, yeah, because that's exactly. what they're seeing on Facebook. So yeah, does that make sense? Yep. Or, or what did you have for breakfast? You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with, with live streaming, 
you I see they use the operation systems of OBS. Is that difficult for churches to set up? It really isn't. So OBS um, is Open Broadcasting System, I believe is what it stands for. And it is a open source um, broadcasting system. It's a really amazing software. We've also made tutorials to where we can show you how to use that, um, but it ties in really well. And so it's not too hard to be able to set up and it's like a one-time setup. So once you set that up, it's on a computer at the church. When you start your stream, everything goes in and you hit a button and you're off. In fact, I would say it's easier than trying to figure out how to get it to go to YouTube, how to get it to go to Facebook. And the advantage of this is um, you can get it to go to multiple places at the same time. And so it's a, it's really, really during the pandemic, it, the open source community really ramped up and there was a lot of um, Wirecast was one of them. There's a lot of paid services that people are using to stream their services. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. I mean, you can, if you're using it, great, you can use it. Um, but you really don't need that anymore. It's a free, it's a free thing that anybody can get out. Amen. Amen. And can they use other platforms, you know, like, I don't know, restream or Streamyard or anything like that with your church platform. Is it only OBS? Um, so you can use other platforms for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can absolutely use uh, Resi or anything that you want. In fact, at our church, we were using Resi. Um, and basically, you're just getting the feed and then we're putting it in. Um, and we give basically the option to chat and things like that, which uh, like Resi will also offer this service because they know it's important not for your congregation to be just on Facebook, but you should be on your own um website. The problem is it's so easy just to go to Facebook or YouTube and let them handle it that we don't, we don't mess around with doing it. Uh, I'll tell you right now, it's worth the time. And once it's set up, it's set up. We can help you walk walk that. Amen. What's the cost of a church or ministry would like to use the resources you provide? Yeah. So the cost is absolutely nothing to start. And then Absolutely nothing after that. So it's a hundred percent free all the time. Um, this is this is not some kind of gimmick. This is like I said, OBS is open source software. This is open source. So everything we do, um, it there is a cost to it. Um, but we have had donors that have been able to um basically say, look, we really love what you're doing. Um, we we want to see the capital C church grow. And this is this is something that they they think that is going to help that, which I a hundred percent believe in. And so they give um to church apps. And what's incredible, and this is where God really, I mean when you are doing something for God and you know, it's something for God, it's just like things just go in order like they're supposed to. And so um, a couple of years ago, there was a trust that um, came to us and basically said, look, we, we love what you're doing. And this is going to be an incredible, um, this is going to be changing for the world of of church, the capital C Mm -hmm. church. So we want to, basically uh, triple every donation that's given. And so anytime that um, anybody gives, and so if if you love our mission, if you're like, that is what I want to be a part of, you can go to um, livecs.org forward slash partner and you can give, but know that when you give, we're going to triple it. It's going to be tripled 
And so that money goes right back into Live Church Solutions. Um, it goes into helping us find people that um, can. So even though we have volunteer uh, coders, we also need people that will debug. And so it's a lot of times where we have to pay for that. And so we'll we'll pay others to get that done. The, the more that we're able to raise, the faster we're able to pump this stuff out um, and get more and more content up there. So. Hey, Amen, Michael. This is so interesting, man. This is and so needful in, in such a time as we live in today. If someone has a question or they'd like to receive more information, or maybe they want to do an interview like we're doing right now, how can they get in touch with you? How can someone obtain more information? Absolutely, Mike at churchapps.org. You can email me there, or if you go to any of our sites, that's lessons.church, um, b1church.org, or churchapps.org. There's a little question mark in the bottom right. If you click that question mark, you're going to get my cell phone number. So feel free to call me um, if that works better for you. It's my email and our support page. Okay, that email is Mike at churchapps.org. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Man, this is good. Folks, this service that Church Apps provides is, as far as I can tell, a one-of-a-kind in supporting ministries and churches like this. I mean, this is this is amazing. And to use technology in these last days is absolutely essential to reach as many people as possible all over the world. I mean, you may be reaching someone through the internet that will change their de eternal destiny, and you won't even know it until you get to heaven. Amen. That's how powerful this is. I want to urge you, pastor, ministry leader, you know, drop down to the show notes right now. Reach out to Michael Bird right now while you're thinking about it. Don't wait another minute. This is so vital. You can't put it off. Drop down in the show notes. Click the links right there. Get in touch with Michael Bird. Get your church or ministry signed up for this amazing service right now. Amen. Lives are being lost every single minute all over this planet. Who knows if your messages will be the one thing that can make a difference in their eternal destiny. Get in touch with Michael right now, today. Amen. Michael, thank you for taking the time to visit with us today. Thank you for being a part of this great program that takes the gospel to the lost in this world. I, I appreciate everything you're doing, brother. Oh, thank you for everything you're doing. We, we greatly appreciate you having us on. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Michael Bird and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.